0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Off the top of the hour, though, uh, interesting developments next door in B.C. As of today, some new liquor regulations come into effect. Now, this stems from the Liquor Policy Review of 2013. that came up with a number of recommendations on how liquor laws in B.C. could be modernized. So what's going to change now as of this week is that any business, not just the hospitality industry, but any business could apply for a license. So you could have a barbershop, an art gallery, a bookstore apply for a a liquor license. Or, for example, it's going to to loosen the rules around where people can drink, where they can carry drinks. A guest in in a hotel or resort, for example, would be permitted to carry drinks from, from a licensed area up to their room. Uh, To eliminate beer gardens, you could allow an uh, an entire special event site to be licensed. So a lot of, I think, innovative changes. Now, is Alberta then falling behind? Michael Platt in the Calgary Sun today arguing that as B.C. advances on this front, we're falling behind. That we're kind of stuck in the mud. So are we? Where where are we at when it comes to these kinds of of regulations and maybe making some of these changes? Joining us on the line... Uh, here today, pleased to welcome to the program Michelle Heinz-Dawson, uh, the Director of Marketing and Communications for the Alberta Gaming and Liquor Commission. Michelle, good afternoon. Welcome to the program.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: Uh, doing very well. So I guess each province does his own thing, but uh, as BC has embarked on this, where, where is Alberta at?
1: Well, um, Alberta is actually right up there with BC for sure. I mean, we work very closely with the other jurisdictions and really keep a close eye on what's what's happening and what's working and what's not. Um, as you mentioned, BC has completed a kind of very wide a scale uh, consultation and uh update to a number of their policies and this is something even though we haven't sat down and done kind of one provincial consultation review of everything in one sitting we've been continuously updating and modernization uh modernizing for the last number of years um you know um You know, last summer, for example, we updated our policies around happy hours. Uh, We eliminated eliminated the restrictions on um, the difference of hours for the patio service versus within the bars. Um, We did some updating around security um, for liquor service around festivals. Um, So, we have a number of successes as well, and we're really continuously putting out um, and updating a lot of our policies around liquor.
0: All right. So in terms of this idea of allowing different kinds of businesses to apply for licenses, where where are we at on that? Is that under consideration, under discussion?
1: Well, that's one that we haven't uh, that we haven't changed as of yet. But uh, with. uh with all of our liquor policies, it's something that we're continuously looking. We're continuously talking to industry, and we're making the changes um, as we uh, as we consult with industry and, and as, they, as new ideas come forward that can support business, but also really ensure that we're doing stuff in a socially responsible way that helps protect uh, the safety of Albertans as well as the health. We're, we're considering considering things as they come up and making changes as needed.
0: Well, and that, I mean that's the question: what what the point of the rules are? Why we have certain rules in place, and what the guiding principle is? Because is it about protecting people from themselves? Often it comes across that way. What's the guiding principle then?
1: Well, it really depends on the policy. Um, <clears throat> right now, I mean, happy hours is a great example, right? I mean, uh, you know, in terms of having very, and for the for the listeners who aren't familiar with that policy, uh, prior to last summer when it was changed, there were restrictions. On uh, You could have one happy hour uh, for a part of the day, and it could only happen within certain hours, and it had to be restricted in terms of length. Well, what we were finding was that um, what uh, some venues would do is that they would reduce their prices for that whole day uh, to kind of get around the restrictions of just having a happy hour uh, process. So, you know, what's better, to have cheap drinks for people to come and and drink all day, or is it better to allow flexibility within a happy hour uh, policy um, so that owners can take... um, you know can make decisions business decisions based on their patrons and works best for them and it's also more social socially responsible because you're not um, throwing it wide open so for us it's really always about the balance it's about listening to industry and supporting small businesses in the province and uh, really creating policies that are flexible for them to be as um, as successful as they can be, but also making sure that we're always thinking about the Albertan and being aware of, you know, things like, uh, you know, unsafe practices and addictions and those sorts of things. So it's having our eyes wide open to both the opportunities and some of the realities. But uh, most of the industry that we work with are, you know, they're... um, they want their uh, venues to be safe more than anyone because, I mean, they know it's good for business as well. So it really is about that partnership.
0: Right. Now, do we also need to, to look at whether our, our laws are consistent? I mean, One of the points made in, in the Calgary Sun today by Michael Platt is that uh, a, an adult could have a, a beer at a hockey game. Uh, and you know you could take your kid to a hockey game and have a beer while you're watching, but you can't do so, for example, at, at a movie theater. The laws around alcohol at movie theaters are, are much stricter, and, uh-huh. and is that consistent?
1: Well, I mean, and that's that's up for the for the conversation, right? I mean, there's one thing to remember as well is that there's uh, there's requirements to be able to offer liquor service, so. For, uh, to go to a hockey game, everyone that's serving needs to have our mandatory uh, pro-serve training, uh, which uh, really encourages responsible serving and being able to keep an eye out for... Um overconsumption and those sorts of things, and you also have to be um, 18 or over to be able to serve alcohol. So that becomes a different expense Mm -hmm. um, to a business as well that, you know, on the movie theater side is a great example. Like, are the movie theaters um, open to having that other expense? Where I know for me, a lot of times when I go to a movie, I might be served by a, you know, a 15, 16, 17-year-old. So it's it's a lot more in play of just being able to serve alcohol or not serve alcohol and there's, it turns, a, there's yeah. a lot of business discussion around it as
0: well. Right. Now obviously what's happening in BC it stemmed from from a review ordered by the government. Uh, I, I think once we had a change in government here in 2015 it sounded like there there was a review doing a review was no longer a priority so has the government essentially left this to the AGLC to to make these changes or or does there need to be government direction in in certain respects?
1: Well, we always work really closely uh, with the government. I mean we are a commission of the provincial government. We report into the Minister of Finance here in Alberta um, and that has been the case regardless of the individual party that's been in there. Um, we work really closely to um, inform um, our ministry of what we are hearing from industry and what other other jurisdictions are doing and they do the same thing with us, so it truly is like I said, that partnership to be able to uh, to be able to move things forward together um and you know. and and making sure that it makes sense and it's the right time and it works with some other thing, you know, other government priorities as well.
0: All right. Well, people can read more at aglc.ca on on some of what's being done. Uh, Michelle, thanks for joining us this afternoon here. Appreciate it.
1: No problem. Have a great day.
0: You too. Take care. Uh, Michelle Hines-Dawson, the AGLC's Director of Marketing uh, Communications, aglc.ca. So she says they're always reviewing. They're always having conversations with industry, uh, conversation with government as well. So as uh, Michael Platt points out in his piece today, there was a review underway. Uh, The new government said that was no longer a priority. Since then, it's been left to the AGLC to tweak laws as best they can. And Michelle pointed to some of the changes they made. Uh, Rules around happy hour, rules around patios. Right, so, I I mean, it's always encouraging when we make improvements. The fact that we had a lot of these laws in the first place is a bit of a head-scratcher. One of the obvious ones uh, came to to microbreweries. For the longest time in Alberta, we had a rule that if you wanted to open a brewery, it had to be of a certain size. And for a lot of small upstarts, it was, there was just no way they could get to that scale that quickly. And a lot of breweries, as we see in other jurisdictions, they start off really small. And they grow from there. Why did we have that rule? It never made any sense. So once we got rid of it, well, of course, yeah, it unleashed, you know, a whole the whole sub-industry of, of microbrewing. So that's good. But then you go, well, why did we have that in the first place? What, what's the point of these laws? So, yeah, we always should be reviewing these things. I, I guess now on this front, maybe BC's a little bit ahead of us with some of these rules that take effect this week. And again, I think, we, you know, Michelle talked about the rules we have in place when it comes to who's legally allowed to serve alcohol. And that if you want to do that, in your business, then you need to be prepared to to take on that cost and responsibility. Okay, so if we have that, then then why shouldn't it be wide open? Uh, The piece in the Calgary Sun quotes the owner of a barbershop, Corbett's Rock and Roll Barbershop, uh, recently located uh, from Calgary to Cochrane. He says, you know, if I could do this, I'd hire a bartender on the weekend. Because, you know, coming into a man's salon is a social occasion. That would be perfect. The traditionally, barbershops would offer a bourbon or a whiskey to customers. And you're allowed to do that in Saskatchewan and now BC, but not here, not legally. So are we too strict when it comes to some of this stuff? Why not? Why not allow a men's barbershop? If you're prepared to hire a bartender and follow the existing liquor laws about who can be served and who's allowed to do the serving, why wouldn't we allow that? All right, so is this all too much, too fast, allowing other businesses like bookstores or art galleries or barbershops to get a liquor license? Or eliminating beer gardens at events and allowing entire events to be licensed? Or allowing people to walk through hotels with their their drinks to go from a licensed serving area back to their room? Or do you think we need to get with the times? 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this.